This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs. We cover many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Feature the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Savers of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the Buffalonian Podcast. The Buffalo Bills are in the home stretch of their season. And the Sabres haven't played any games since we've last spoken on the Buffalonian podcast. With the usual would you rather, hot takes, trivia, and more, this is the Buffalonian podcast. All right, let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and I'm joined by Dom Laws. And in a little bit here, Mike Marino will also be joining us. It's a little, little hectic day, hectic holidays after this crazy snowstorm we've had. So, you know, we're just trying to figure it out with that right now. But without further ado, let's, let's, let's get into it, Dom. The Bills won last weekend on Christmas Eve against the Chicago Bears. It was, you know, it wasn't necessarily the most pretty win we've seen, but you know, wins a win, no matter how ugly it is. So I, what just base thoughts going, coming off of it, what, what are you feeling like? Uh, I felt like it was going to be one of those days uh, after that, definitely after that first defensive drive and then, you know, them trailing into halftime and then they really, I mean, after halftime, I felt like they were going to go in cruise control and then they continued to make mistakes that made the game a little bit more interesting. It never yeah. felt like the game. It never felt after they jumped off twenty-one ten after uh, James Cook's touchdown. It never felt like the game was necessarily in danger. It was kind of like that Packers game, right? Where you, you didn't feel like the game was necessarily like in the balance, but they were just making really dumb critical errors that were like keeping the game close than it probably should have been. But at, at the end of the day, I mean, thirty-five thirteen. I don't think twenty-two points is like the correct total. I would say like you know twenty thirteen. I would say fifteen points, fifteen. 17 points is probably the right margin of victory, but yeah, I don't complain about the extra touchdown. No, no, not at all. Especially with the way the run game showed up and played, you know, it was, it's really cool to see both Singletary and cook have a long rushing touchdown. Um, just to see how far cooks come this season has been pretty spectacular from fumbling his first touch to, to doing stuff like that. I mean, the bears don't have that great of a rush defense, but I mean, no, without a doubt, I think they've really, really, you know, come a long way in the defense. Um, they did a, they did a, I don't know. What would you say? All right. I think, they did a good job. Job. I, I think yeah. they're pretty good. I mean, other than the first drive, which it felt like it was, again, it was going to be one of those days where yeah. the defense kind of gets pushed around a little bit against an inferior opponent. But I mean, Justin Fields, I thought was pretty bad most of the day. And I think that's a lot of credit to the bills, making him a pocket passer. I mean, he had seven carries for 11 yards. They only really had the one deep pass play that I felt like Trey just kind of misjudged. And it was kind of similar to the Mike White interception uh, from last year where Trey kind of backs off the, the post route and takes the crosser. And, I mean, he just missed that. But that was the only really big play in the air that Chicago was able to get going. Obviously, Chicago was a pretty bad team. They made a lot of, t- I mean, pretty crucial errors. Yeah. Drops. They didn't help out fields all that much. But I thought the I thought the Bills did a good job. The ends did a good job containing 
And I thought then that would let guys like Ed Oliver and others be able to finish from the interior of the press from side. So overall, I think it was a good day. I think it was a downward performance of the defense, to be honest with you. I mean, mm-hmm. they really gave up a touchdown. I think they gave up one field goal drive. And then the other field goal they gave up was because of an intercept was the interception. I guess they let them drive down the field um, a little bit there but also oh i think the one field goal they got was because they had a punt from their end zone they had at the 40 so i think uh mm-hmm. i think when they got good field position uh the defense did I, they did a good job on the left touchdown drive yeah absolutely i mean you you mentioned an interception uh josh had two on the day i feel like one can somewhat be I don't know. I, looking at it, he threw in a double coverage against McKenzie, but then again, the linebacker made a good play moving up. Corner, corner. Dude. Yeah, or the cornerback moved up. And, you know, it was just like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think there's any defending that one. No. Actually, I think that one's the one that's, like, completely def- indefensible because um, he just got fooled. And if he would if he would have instead of just blind, not I don't say blind, dash not blindly, but sometimes after pre-snap, he was so, you know, the broadcast showed that he must have been so decisive that he was going to throw that pre-snap. Mm-hmm. That if he took like a half second post snap, he would have realized that pass not there, and he should have right. checked underneath either the, I believe Quentin Morrison underneath or James Cook. I think was in between the two linebackers on the kind of the five yard stop route. Mm-hmm. Um, so either one, the check down was the better option if he would have looked post snap. So that was him. That was Josh being a little lazy with careless with the football, as they say. Yeah. The, the second one, I'm not going to give a pass because it was still a bad throw, mm-hmm. but I can understand that the weather had something to do with that, but. At the end of the day, two interceptions seems right because he also threw one basically across. Like, it was, you know, like I tell you never to throw across like your body to the middle. Yeah, of the cross field. body. He's going yeah, across his shoulder. He wasn't. He wasn't even throwing to the middle of the field. He was throwing to the all off the, all the numbers. Just um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those day, games. Honest to tell you, Joe, where it shows that I mean, as much as I love Josh, and it's going to sound pretty critical, it this is one of those games where it shows why Josh may never really win MVP is because he has games against really bad teams where he kind of moves around a little bit with the football and then costs him an MVP race. Like, I think he's dead now. I think he's drawn dead. Oh, after these two interceptions, he's done after this game. I mean, yeah, maybe he has a great game Monday Night Football and he torches the patch. And the only chance he has is that he has 39 total touchdowns and Mahomes is 41. His only chance is that the Bills win and he played convincingly very well in both games, and he right. having more total touchdowns than Mahomes. That's his only chance of winning now. And I don't. I think still that, think he'll get a couple votes if that happens. I don't think he wins I, at all. You know, I, don't, I I would say that that's probably accurate. But it, it reminds me a lot of the Falcons game where he threw three picks, where it was like he was kind of getting some buzz for MVP, and that just was the nail in the coffin. I feel like this was the nail in the coffin for that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And for weeks, you know these little interceptions since the Green Bay game. Everyone's like, oh, Allen's out of the MVP race, you know, like, and you're like, man, maybe he can come back in that, that game, put the nail, like you said, nail in the coffin. That was it. It was well, I mean, game over. He, he had a game like last week against the Dolphins where he throws for 300 yards, run for another 70, throws four touchdowns yeah. and Mahomes kind of, you know, struggles against the Houston. I mean, it doesn't struggle. He actually put up some pretty good numbers, but you could see that maybe, you know, if he plays well the last three games and puts up these stats, but I don't know. I, I think it's over, which isn't – again, it's one of those things where J- Josh is going to lose out probably on his two best seasons to people that just had remarkable seasons. Right. Like Aaron Rodgers in 2020 had arguably like one of the – maybe the best quarterback season from a quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. 
And that, that's probably will be Josh's best season of his career. And there's nothing to be ashamed of that for. I mean, he was awesome that year, but right, he, he never really was considered for the MVP because Aaron was just so good. And then this year, I mean, Mahomes had a great year. I don't think this is like 21 Rodgers. Like, I think 21 Rodgers isn't a great MVP. That was, that wasn't, you know, I mean, that, that was, no, a, I agree I think, with you on that. A lot of people if, thought Tom Brady should have been in that one. Yeah, I think if Allen had a year that he had in 20 or even a year this year, potentially, I think he probably wins the MVP last year. So, I know it's kind of it's a weird reward. It's a weird award. I know a lot of people are complaining about how it being a quarterback award, but I think the way it's structured, though, Joe, I mean, it's that's the most valuable player and your most valuable player on any team is your quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, I just there's no there's no your wide receiver cannot be more valuable than a quarterback. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but like best player of the year award, then maybe that's how you change it. But most valuable will always be whoever was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, right. no, I, I saw RG3 going crazy about it on Twitter. He was tweeting at Justin Jefferson saying it's criminal how they're not in the talks and Mark Andrew, like all the Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, I'm, I'm on the same train of thought you are, though. It's like it, at the end of the day, the quarterback is that piece of your team that is the most valuable that makes everything cook on your offense. Pretty much you see teams with a bad quarterback and with a great wide receiver and it's it's just not there. So I, I agree with you on that. I feel like the quarterback in itself is the you know the mvp but i don't know maybe maybe come up with a different award for to get everyone else in the mix i don't know you know something along those know. lines but i I, feel, I really feel like they should do a little bit more of like what college football does which yeah. they do like best quarterback best wide receiver best running back best tight end best offensive line in the league um best offensive line period period that kind of stuff like i feel I feel like they did that because the Heisman is a is a trophy that yeah that's quarterback dominated, but we've seen Derrick Henry, Devonta Smith, like we've seen guys that aren't quarter. I mean that's still a quarterback dominant award, but right. Other people not, sneak in. and other people could sneak in. It's, it's it's doable. Like I don't know. I feel like if oh I, I don't want to say other than like they need a, they need a way to figure out. I don't know. I, I, either they need to change it from like the MVP award to having individual award for positions, and then instead of it being the MVP, it's like the Heisman, which is the best player. And then then, then you could have an argument where, oh, it's just Jefferson, you know, if he breaks Jerry Rice's season, I just know it's Kevin Johnson, he has the record now, I'm sorry. If he breaks <laughs> if he breaks his yards, then he's the and he's the best he was the best player this year. And then I think people would agree. But yeah. most valuable, you're just not gonna get my vote. No. Um, unless you have like an Adrian Peterson type season. Well yeah, I mean the diamond dozen though. You know yeah, I mean? which happens so, once every like 25, 30 years. So exactly. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe that'll happen in the future because a lot of people are complaining about it and still do. Um, but is that anything else you want to talk about with the Bears game before we move into a, a Cincy preview for this weekend? This yeah, Monday night. I, I would say again, it was a good job of the defense. I think special teams really struggled. And it was one of those games where it was frustrating because they'd never really struggled like that before, but they were giving up huge returns. I felt very confident at one point that the the Bears kickoff returner was going to pop a touchdown. I don't. Oh, know I thought he was that. at one point too. <laughs> I just thought that. I mean, Sam Martin had a couple of nice punts. Like he actually had a pretty good day. Bass, I just like he misses the first PAT. I actually thought like potentially the first PAT was actually good. I thought the first PAT might have been like one. You know how he met. You know he made the one PAT against the Lions. We all thought he missed it, but he hit shot it over the upright. Yeah, I thought it was one of those situations. I thought that should got looked at. Um, mm-hmm. the, obviously, the, the first the field goal he missed, he tried to kick into the whip. He tried to kick, like using the wind, 
and he just kicked right through the wind and just shanked it. So uh, I, that was frustrating. I, yeah. Um, I, I missed was, that first one. My internet was out because of the storm. So I, I yeah. couldn't see that, unfortunately. But yeah, I, there's definitely. So special teams was frustrating. I thought defensively they were amazing. I, I'm not going to like really ride a super home on it based off the fact of the Bears are trash other than fields, really. I mean, they have a good young quarterback, and then that's about it. Um, and then offensively, I mean, without your Pro Bowl center, Mitch Morris, to be able to run the ball like they did was good. I thought the Bears got some pressure. I also thought, like, the broadcaster was overrating how much pressure the Bears were really getting. Like, I didn't feel like Josh is really under that much pressure. Throughout no. The day. I thought that was a little overrated. Um, yeah, and then Knox had a pretty nice day. Obviously, hit, hit first catch, catches the ball 25 yards and then gets hits the cement uh, field. Um, but he had a nice day. I thought, I mean, Diggs was just quiet. He has been the past few games, though, so – I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I, Allen's trying not to force it, but I feel like it might be time to give him the ball a bit more. Just be, or Knox. I thought the running backs again. The running backs had a really nice day. Hines had a really nice catch off the backfield on the third and eight, making a defender's miss and then getting the first down. Yeah. Uh, Davis is just Davis. I don't know what to say to him anymore. Um, I don't either, man. Thumbles I got a ball. signed mini helmet of him, and I'm like, this isn't even a good, you know what I mean? Like this. Well, is, I mean, he catches the touchdown, fumbles the ball. Um, he has like two really inexcusable plays. Of one, he catches the ball on the sideline, but his whole foot's out of bounds. Yeah, and like he doesn't have any like sideline awareness of how. And he's usually good at that, so I don't want to like completely harsh on him. Mm-hmm. But like his whole foot was out of bounds. I was like, dude, you dragged the foot, yeah, but your other <laughs> foot that you thought you like you just were so far out of bounds. That was annoying. Um, and then. The play where Josh is kind of scrambling and he throws – Josh kind of throws it. I'm like, I don't know what Josh is really looking at other than trying to draw the DPI. But Davis sees the play develop, and he doesn't fight through the DB to kind of act his way into a penalty. Yeah, he should have um, stopped and let him run into you. I mean, like, you know, then just, go down. He just, just kept going. And he just yeah. stopped. That's his problem. I don't know. I I just thought it was it, – you know, it's been frustrating with Davis. McKenzie, I mean, just I don't know what to say to him other than, like <laughs> – and then, like, yeah, I think he's good on, like, these over routes, running away from defenders. He's still good underneath. But anytime they throw the ball – I mean, they threw the ball twice to him pretty on deep routes. The one was picked on the double move. And the one was a third down where he kind of went one-on-one. Yeah. And it's just not going to have success when you throw to a 5'8 guy that isn't very good at the catch point. Yeah, and now moving into this game against Cincinnati, I mean, it's just – you can't have those stupid mistakes and, you know, dumbfounded – like oh my god mm-hmm. like oh kind of plays you know like you can't Davis... you can't you can't miss a field goal you no. can't miss a PAT that's four points you know you can't be fumbling the ball at the one yard line because of bad center quarterback exchange you can't be throwing two interceptions you can't be fumbling the ball you can't be giving up big plays on special teams no yeah you um, can't you can you just can't in Cincinnati they're hot right now like they're extremely they're cooking and it's just. That's that's a team that we're gonna have to go up against, like the Chiefs, for the next deck, like you know, within the next decade, it's gonna be another juggernaut, and it's just like this is huge because looking at the playoff pictures of right now, as you know, as everyone knows, we're the number one seed in the conference. But if the Bengals beat us this weekend, they have beaten the Chiefs also. Would that that would put them in the one seed, right? That would they would overtake at the Chiefs lose one more game. Yeah, one Bengals more game. One out. Yeah, yeah. So that would be 
um, detrimental to our home playoff chances, which is what we would. Well, if that would happen, the Bills would be the two seed, so it wouldn't be as detrimental. You got a point, yeah. But still, you'd like to get the buy. The worst thing that could happen to the Bills is they lose if Kansas City wins out and they lose this game. Yeah, that's the worst thing that could happen. So. I think it's an interesting game from the perspective of I don't think last year we were ever really talking about seeding as much. Mm-mm. Obviously, the division was never clinched um, at all last year until the last week until the the Pats lost to the Dolphins and we beat the Jets. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit weird to be talking about seeding because we didn't really know if we were going to. I mean, we thought we were going to be the Jets, but like it was the other game. But then then in you know week eighteen, the Bengals kind of forfeit their game to I believe it was the Browns. Um, to go to 10-7, to fall from the three seed to the four seed, so the Bills would be the three seed. And actually, that was an ingenious move because it made the Bills and Chiefs play each other in round two. Yeah. And they got to play the Raiders, and then they got to play the, the in Tennessee. In, I mean, it was kind of an ingenious move. You do you, look do at you it. think it was a strategic flop on that game? You think they threw it? Like Vegas was in their pocket? Or not even Vegas, but the coach Probably. was like, all right, I, I would want assume to play so. the Chiefs or the Titans? But again, you know? I didn't think it was – I didn't think – the reason why I never thought that that was the big deal for the Bills to do that is because we already knew at that time the Bills were probably, if they played, were going to probably eventually run into Kansas City. And it mm-hmm. didn't matter what was going to happen other than the Bills were going to have to go to Kansas City at that point. Yeah. Like it was already kind of locked up, even though the Bills had the tiebreaker against them, but they weren't going to have the similar records. Um, so at the end of the day, it was kind of like, I'd rather just get this over with because at that point, I'm looking at. Kansas City and Buffalo were two elite teams. I didn't think Cincinnati was an elite team. I didn't think no Tennessee one was an elite team. So it's not like there was a third elite team out there. Like this year, I would put Cincinnati in that tier. So now mm-hmm. you have three elite tier, elite teams. And now I don't want to play an elite te- team in round two because I'm probably going to have to play another one in round three. And if I'm the three seed, I have to play both those two teams on the road. Yeah, I'm not going to want to do that this year. It's different yeah. this year because what? If Tennessee beats Cincinnati and we beat the Chiefs, we're playing in Tennessee. I don't think anyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. We're playing another elite team on the road. No, I think we all thought we were better than Tennessee, even though we beat Boston that, that year. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I, it's different this year because this year Cincinnati has gone up a tier. And now it's like a legit chance for the Bills to be the one seed or like to be higher seeds than, you know, Cincinnati and Bengals without them doing something. So, right. Yeah, and there's other teams you can't sleep on, like the Chargers and Dolphins too. You know what I mean? They could upset. You know, Chargers are on the up and coming. Sure, I, I'm I'm more concerned than the Chargers. I think, I mean, I don't want to speculate, but with Tua having a concussion, I would assume he's done for the year. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that for sure because a lot of people are saying to shut it down for the season. For I him, would so. shut it down personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm, again, I said this like I if Tua was my quarterback, if Tua was in a different division, I'd say the same thing. So it's not like I'm being no, it's not Dolphins. It's not biased that oh my god, like. Two was a good quarterback, and two was a lot better than I. I was wrong on the season. I thought Teddy and two were close. Two, two was way better than Teddy. Yeah, um, in my opinion. But no, I think the only team that would scare me in the wild card would be the Chargers. Uh, the Ravens are just kind of a team that's kind of just they're just weird. They just can't score. Yeah, they just can't score. And I feel like as long as you don't like do something dumb and you can stop the run, you're going to beat them. The Chargers are a team because the Chargers have a tier one quarterback. So like. Anytime you have a tier one quarterback, you could beat anyone in the NFL. It doesn't matter where you go. Yeah, as long as, you have a, as long as you have a team around them, and they do have a team, around, a good enough team around them. So, I I would say from perspective of the Bills, of the one seed is just means so much this year because you get to play at home, and you get, you get to, to watch all these other teams beat themselves up pretty much with these other good teams. Well, not only that, but 
Cincinnati and but, but Cincinnati and Kansas City, yes, they have to pl- probably meet up and play each other. So they only have to play probably one of them. That's not like out of the realm that one of those teams also just loses in the first round. Right. Like there's also a scenario where you don't have to play any of those teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, big I mean, upset. That, that'd be huge. That'd be pretty rare. But I mean, <laughs> that's but that's how it happens. And they just get to play an extra game. You're one of the most banged up teams in the NFL. And it would be nice to get another week of rest for all those dudes that are battling through injuries the whole, the whole season. So I think it means a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, if you look at it, like the Chargers are in, the Ravens are in, I believe. Ravens I are in and the, the Jags haven't clinched it yet, but they're no, in the, the, they're in the picture right now. That's going to be, that's goes down to week 18, that mm-hmm. one spot. And there's probably the one spot in seven. I don't think that could get clinched this week either. So yeah, that's going to go down the wire. Um, but again, I think, I would preferably have the Bills as the one seed and then kind of see where we are from there because the Chargers are probably going to be the six, I would assume, maybe the five. So mm-hmm. that would be the one thing that I would say would be unfortunate is that I don't want the Chargers to be the five seed. I want them to be the six seed because then they get to play, hopefully, Cincinnati or Kansas City. Yeah, they're going to play um, the, 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 the Jags. I, if I don't want them to play the Jags because then we're going to end up playing the Chargers, Yeah, I would assume. I think the I, only thing that would help with that game is Brandon Staley's coaching. I mean, yeah. it's kind I mean, of, I, I've like, already weird. assumed at this point that the Bills are playing either the AFC South winner or the, the top wild card player. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think Cincinnati and Kansas City are going to take care of business. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's what happened right. last year with, the, with us and Kansas City. They took care of business. So, yeah, I just don't see an upset happening other than the, if the Chargers fall to six. Uh, I don't think the Ravens are beating anyone, but. <laughs> Without yeah. Lamar, without Lamar, I should say. If they have yeah. Lamar, they have a chance. If they don't have Lamar, they have no chance. Are, will then, they, or is he still out? Out. He's still banged up, I think. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough injury for them. That, that's a big part of their team, you know. So yeah. So so. But I t- talking a lot about the playoffs. Yeah. Talking let's... about the actual game. This is the <laughs> most wins on Monday Night Football ever combined with twenty uh, seven. No, did I? no twenty. 23, I'm sorry. 23, yeah. 23. 27. It was 1997. I was in I seven my mind. Um, Who was it in 97? I forget. Um, uh, the Denver Broncos and San Fran. So I think uh, Steve Young was still the quarterback. I think Denver won the Super Bowl that year. Hopefully my mic was hearing the whole time. I just realized my mic was off to the side the entire time I was speaking. No, I can hear you loud and clear the whole time. We're good. Okay. Don't worry. Yeah. We're good. Now you're a little was, crisper, but I can hear you the whole time. I was so. just like, I looked at myself. I was like, hmm, usually there's something in front of me. I was like, oh, wait. No. Yeah, no, no you're good. Don't worry. But, um, no, that should be an interesting game. Um, from the pers- This should be an interesting game from the perspective of both teams have elite offenses, but both teams actually, I mean, the Bills have a good defense. I think the Bengals defense is actually underrated. I, I so, agree with that. So I think they have some dudes. I mean, We'll see if Hendrickson goes again. He has a broken wrist. He's just playing through it, I guess. We'll see how much. Tape it up like a club. It's going to be like something you could punch someone with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, they have two good linebackers and Wilson and uh, Jermaine Pratt. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have some good DBs too. So it's definitely an interesting matchup. I think the biggest mismatch on the field is uh, Zach Taylor versus Sean McDermott um, in favor of the Bills because I don't think Sean Zach Taylor is a specifically good head coach right um as we as we saw from last week they almost blew a 22 nothing lead um 
in New England. And really, I, they should have lost that game. I was hoping they were. I didn't think I'd ever root for the New England Patriots in my life, but I was in that game. So I, They should have lost that game because it's <laughs> Ronnie Stevenson's forward progress was stopped before he fumbled. But yes, that's, that, that's beside the point. Besides um, the point. Besides, the refing is all besides the point. I, 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 I think when they're on, they're on. And when they're off, they're actually really off. Like, we saw this with the last two games for them. First half of pass, good. Second half, terrible. First half against Tampa Bay, terrible. Second half against Tampa Bay, really good. Um, they're kind of like the Bills in that they're just inconsistent, but when they play good teams, they play well. I mean, they, they, listen, this is a team that's beaten Kansas City three straight times. Yeah. This is a team that's playing the Super Bowl. Um, and they're at home. And Cincinnati fans are pretty good, so that it's definitely going to be a, a, a good environment. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a playoff game. It's It's truly a playoff game because – you know, it's interesting to say, does this game mean more or the Kansas City game means more? I would always say the Kansas City game means more just because of just mentally and emotionally, like, of what after happened last year. On us for last, yeah, yeah. After what happened last year, I think mentally and emotionally that was more important. But this game means more in the fact of playoffs. Like, this is a playoff game. Kansas City, like, that last game, okay, someone's going to say, yeah, that was a playoff game because it's two. you knew those two teams were going to get there. But, heck, I mean, you don't know. I mean, one of those, I mean, Josh did get injured, but, like, you don't right. know. I, you can't foresee that they're going to actually hunt to make it like this is a legit both teams are in both teams will be top three seeds both mm-hmm. teams have a chance to be a one seed and losing this game and winning this game changes a heck of a lot on the top of the AFC yeah I mean it makes it interesting because if the Bengals lose this game do they get flexed to Sunday Night Football again to play the Ravens for the division but if the Bengals win and the Ravens lose I mean they clinch the division so, like, if all of a sudden, like, the Bengals could lose this game and be like, oh, my God, we had to play, not only do we have to play now in Week 18, like, a, a do-or-die for a division, we then have to play an actual playoff game after that. So we have to be playing in another, like, I mean, really another playoff like game next week. Yeah, you got two high-stakes games in a row. I mean, that's mentally taxing on your entire team and mm-hmm. physically taxing because you got to really bring your all out there. And it's 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 going to definitely be interesting to see the how the Week 18 ones play out. I mean, just, like especially with Cincy, like Burrow, like you said, when they're on, they're on. But we've seen, even in the first half of the season, they were they were in a hangover, Super Bowl hangover for a while. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, two to so, start. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can never for nothing. I'm going to go back to my old classic saying here, any given Sunday, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's that's truly the magic of it all because you know it's, what's it's so cool. You know what's an interesting, know. Fa- you know what's an interesting fact about the Bengals I didn't realize? Okay. I didn't realize this until I was watching. Uh, I don't know what game I was watching, but then they showed up the standings. It might have been the Bengals game on, on with the Pats, and the Bengals are what eleven and four. They are two and three in the division. They yeah, lost eleven to and every, five. I think yeah, eleven and four. They've lost to every single team in their division because they're two and three, and they've split. And they've lost to everyone. They've lost to Pittsburgh week one. They've already lost to Baltimore and Baltimore. They got stomped by the Browns on Monday Night Football in the game that we went the. The Red Wings game that we went to, yeah. Um, so oh God, I mean, it's yeah. kind of I, I honestly it was kind of like wow, that's kind of weird. I mean, like listen, the Bills have lost to both the Jets and and Dolphins, and potentially if they lose in Week 18. I guess they could kind of do the same, a similar thing. Um, right, but look but, at the Rams last year; they went three and three in the division and still won the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah, but I don't think the Rams lost to every team of their division. I thought they got swept by a team. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe, no, probably, no, you might be right. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Seattle beat them. 
I don't know. We'll have to look into that for the next one. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't lose to everyone because they got swept by the Niners because the Niners always beats them. Always beat gotcha. them. That's what yeah. it was. No, so yeah. I don't remember the last time. I honestly, I don't remember the last time a team could potentially be the one seed in their conference but lose to every single team in their division. I mean, that's something to look up for you know, ESPN if you want to check that one out. I'm not going to go deep, that deep into that one, but no, no I mean, it, listen, <laughs> I, listen, I think this game starts with Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. I mean, two of two tier one quarterbacks. I think everyone has them in their top five. Um, and, yeah. I, and it's just going to come down to who it, it, I feel like it's going to come down to which one of those two play better. And I know that's like a scary thought. Uh, not because I don't think Josh is up to the task, but like you built this roster up. He has his on and off days, but he's always up for. I mean, listen, Josh has always played well on Monday Night Football. He he just has. I mean, he dominated the Titans game. We were there for that. That was awesome. He played. (laughs) He played well. Okay, we were also there for the Monday Night game against the Pats, but that was also like he played well. Like he played well. It was just the you know the conditions were terrible. And then Monday Night game last year, I know they lost the Titans, but he played well. Niners game a couple years ago, he played really well in that game. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and and the Pats game in 2020 as well to clinch not clinch division. You're right. So I mean, he's always had yeah. monster games. His only game he I would say he's played poorly in was the Pats game last year, but that was also really 45 mile an hour wins, all that yeah. crap. So yeah. I mean, he always he's prime time Josh. You know he's gonna come up. He's gonna show up. You know, it's all about him taking taking care of the ball. I would say and. Be willing to again paper cuts. I think someone needs someone needs to show him the film of week one and, and just show what he was doing. Because yeah. I don't think we've ever seen. I I don't really think we've really. I don't know, man. Like I don't think we've really. I I say this though. I do believe that I think his elbow injury. Well, I don't oh. think it's as significant as we're saying it is. I do think. I think you can see with the accuracy stats of the 10 yards, I think it is hurting him on these short throws. I think that's why he's kind of reluctant to do it. And it's unfortunate because you saw week one, he was paper cutting the crap out of <laughs> out, out of the, the Rams. And that's yeah. what he, that's what we're all begging him to do is like, hey, dude, take these five yard five yards, they're gonna run for another three or four, boom, eight yards pop. And just keep doing that. Now do you, do you think with that injury at the end of the season, he ends up getting exploratory surgery or to see if he needs, you know what I mean? Anything. Cause you can play through a semi torn UCL. I, like, I can... would be stunned if he does not get some type of surgery. Yeah. I I'm betting money that he will. I honestly, like there's no way. Cause there is such a big drop off. Like you said, from week one and then post elbow injury, what was well, happening? So well, there's no way they have to do it because next year is a make or break year. I mean, some people are going to say this year is an, it is in a way, but I just feel like your window is kind of always open with Josh. Yeah. And he signed till 28. So I'm sorry, but if he has to have surgery that he misses the first two months of the year, but you're going to tell me that it's going to fix the problem. Um, I think you got to take it. I mean, maybe a competitor can be like, oh, if I rehab it, I can get it to 95%. But like, I think that's where you got to, you know, protect the player from himself from that aspect of being like, hey, dude, like, yeah, uh, we, need, we need you. <laughs> If you were always open, we let's help. We're gonna build a good enough roster where we can survive the first two months without you, and hopefully, if you come back and ready, we get hot, and yeah, we just make it somehow. I don't know. I feel like that might be. I mean, I'm not might, saying that might be the way it goes, man. Honestly. I'm speculating the crap out of that, but like, I feel like that's kind of how you have to play it. Um, but no. So I mean, listen, if he could take the short passes, that's gonna help this offense. 
this ground game, if it can continue to dominate, the Bengals have a good defense. Like this yes. is a really good litmus test for the off the, for the for the playoffs. If this ground game runs, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, ten yards of pop like they were doing against the Bears. Like that's no. not, that's that's it's unrealistic. unrealistic. But <laughs> I thought that was their best game of the year offensively on the offensive line running yeah. the ball. Let's see it again. I, I'm actually excited. James Cook is a dude. I think we've now officially like everyone who was kind of hating on that pick, like, oh my god, they're not even using him. He is a dude now. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs to stop. The turf monster is undefeated against him. It's like yeah. time. Um, need to stop. Need to stop with that. But on Himes, I think they're using him interestingly. I would say they could use him more, but I would like to. They're see They're starting more. to a little bit. We saw a little more with the Bears game. I he like him out. out of the backfield on third, like a little third down back ish. I like that. Yeah. Um, could use a little bit more Knox. Could use a little Cole Beasley if they're not going to use McKenzie, and then probably a little bit more Diggs. I know I'm saying a little more, more, and there's really probably not that much on the bone to give out. So they're gonna have to find ways to do it. But if they can run the ball, like. That'd just be so huge. I mean, we saw it last year in the playoffs. They lost the, the they lost the Chiefs because they could not do anything outside of that first drive outside of Josh Allen. Right. That's why they lost. I mean, they had three straight runs the one time, and then Nick Bowen made the tackle for us. They did the end around to McKenzie in like third and two or whatever. They they took the ball out of Josh's hands and they got stopped. And so like everything had to go through Josh. And yes, they almost won the game. And probably, I mean, if we're being honest, probably should have won the game. Yeah. But that's really I, I hate being on those guys say, oh my god, it's not sustainable. But like this year it's not sustainable because they're the teams around them are very good and Josh is banged up. And right. like sometimes like I know in the playoffs it's gonna be free rain, man. Like once you get the playoffs, like dude, jump over anyone you want. Like, but like you still yeah. got two weeks. You still got two weeks, like No, we gotta get we gotta get through it and just go from there because it's like like you said. We can't put it all on him because he is banged up. And we've seen the flashes of what this running game could be last year. Devin Singletary going into the playoffs against New England, who has a pretty solid, had a pretty solid run defense. He ran all over him in that game. You know what I mean? So it would be really cool to see, like you said, James Cook's a dude, see him elevate that dude status even more and just get out there and go for it. And yeah, you have Allen scramble like he normally would you have quarterback runs of course you don't want him to be your leading rusher in the playoffs anymore you want to kind of hand that off to the running backs but have it be successful like you said not how it used to be where it was just the Josh Allen show and if you took the ball out of his hands you weren't going to get anything done so I think like you said that's that's the biggest thing going into especially this game like you said you're excited I'm excited because this is the biggest test aside from I'd say the Kansas, like the Kansas City game earlier this year. I mean, we we've beaten them. We know we can beat them. Just playoff Mahomes always gets the best of us somehow. You know what I mean? So it's just that kind of a thing. And I think we might overcome that this year. I really do. I mean, people are saying Super Bowl or bust. I'm not going to go that far to say it because, like you said, Josh just signed for eight years or till 2028. You know what I mean? We got six more years with Josh, and the team around us is, you know, we we we've got some wiggle room here. It's not like we're losing everybody all of a sudden. You know. I well, feel I like we're going to work I, on I some this, I, I will say this. It's not Super Bowl bust, but this is the best team Oh yeah, that they are going to assemble. I'm talking like probably ever. I'm just going to say it. Like, Jermaine, mm-hmm. Poyer, Oliver in two years. Like, this team is – I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, they're going to have to replace these guys. And maybe down the road they replace these guys and they have a better team, sure. This is their best team to date. Right. And just factual. Like, this is better than the 21 team, better than the 20 team talent-wise. 
this team now will probably not be better will be better than the 23 team talent wise mm-hmm. so now it's going to be up to them drafting really well it's going to be up to them developing these really young guys you know but, and that's what we're going to see and also can i say this i'm talking about young guys aj happens has six and a half sacks in the year can i just say is. this is why sacks are overrated man like he's having yeah. a good year credit to him but like man how many? I mean, is, that's just an insane amount of sacks for a dude that's like a DN three. Do you use DN four on the team if everyone was healthy? Because like yeah. they have DN three, they probably put Shaq there. So like that's just kind of an. Ins- I mean, good for them to get that kind of production on AJ Epinesa, but but this is funny to me. Yeah, and you know what else is funny? I think I think we've got our our belated birthday boy in. in oh, he got, he got out. Yeah. Happy, happy belated birthday, Mike! You got out of work. How 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 you feeling? Got his Texas yes. A and M gear on. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah. Too bad they don't play the bowl. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Get well, rid of welcome, Jimbo. Welcome to, welcome to the show, Mike. We're doing a little no, bowl. Sorry, sorry, sorry to be late here, but I just got caught up doing some <laughs> things. Is that work? So yeah, well, my bad. We're talking about the bungles and the, the bills. bungles and the bills. Right bungles now. and bills. I, I just brought up how EGF and has six and a half sacks. Damn. And how fraudulent sacks are is a stat <laughs> because of that. So <laughs> Oh man, but to an extent. I don't know. Looking at this game, they're one point favorites. All right, I mean, but we're away, so that I think that might swing a little bit in between now and Monday. I'm going to be honest with you. I like, think we're it might like not... one and a half point favorite. I think it stayed pretty close, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, we were one and a half starting, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. I mean, it's truly like you said, just going to be a test if we can win the game on all cylinders because we've proven we can win the game on all cylinders, but not all within the same game. Right, like we've had our running game and defense step up like last week, but special teams and offense was like throwing passing offense, I should say, was like poop. It was like not 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 really working very well. You know what I mean? But now, if we can put everything together all in one against a playoff caliber team like the Bengals, Super Bowl worthy like the Bengals, or like to us, that would be huge. Like that that'd be the biggest thing coming out of this game for sure. I mean, Mike, what are your what are your general thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know here? what you've already said or like how much you've talked about it, but <laughs> let's like, go this- for it. Yeah, this, this game, this game is obviously going to be like, um, if we're ready for the playoffs, we're going to know by Monday night because the Bengals are a team that are getting hot right now, and they don't forget they were a team that made the Super Bowl last year, so they were the kings of the AFC. So we're trying to show that that's us this year, and we're trying right. to fight for that number one seed. And in my opinion, like these past few games we've played, yeah, we've won, but like they have not been convincing promising games like would you we quote down... Jerry Sullivan <laughs> we, were, we were down to Chicago at halftime and like that first half we did not look very good like the offense was not playing very well and then even like towards the end like we were having turnovers the fumbles the interceptions like I think Chicago really needed to clean it up and I think to an extent they did like I said last week, you know, and then you get the run game going at Singletary 100 yards, and he got 100 yards. I think James Cook had 99 yards. Um, defense was able to keep Justin Fields in check from running. But, you know, next week we're going to see. If if we're ready for the playoffs, the Bengals, I think they're ready for the playoffs. They want to be the number one seed, and they still – I think they can be. Mm-hmm. They need, they need well, to win out. If they, if they win out and Kansas City loses the game, they're the yeah. one seed. Yeah, that'll get them to it. But I, th- so, I think, I think, yeah, it'll be out here. There he is. We got him back. It'll be, it'll be everything's interesting, struggling. Interesting matchup, that's for sure. But 
I don't know, Dom. Dom, you got. I mean, do we want to roll into some some maybe some score predictions here, or what, what yeah, are we sure, thinking? Sure. So, I think it's going to be interesting how the Bills stop Chase and Higgins because both those two dudes are athletic freaks, and the Bills have always struggled against them. Um, I think Trey's played pretty well since he's come back. I think some of the he is not the number one corner he used to be. That's no. not really his fault, and he's not as bad as some others would say he has been. Like. If you look, he's been targeted 25 times. I think he's going to play 12 catches. Like that's under 50%. Like it's not as bad as people are saying. That's that he's giving up some big plays, which he used to not do in the past because he was so technique sound. So it's, it's a game for Trey white to step up. It's a game to figure out who your freaking second outside cornerback is. I know they just activated uh, uh Christian Benford's practice time, but I doubt he plays. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, Dane, I mean, I don't know what he was doing on that first touchdown. Did force a fumble later in the game, so he wasn't all burnt. I think this is a game for Elam with man coverage. But I don't know, man. I got a, I have an interesting feeling. Like I kind of think the Bengals could win. Uh, the Bengals. This is this is it. This is the least confidence I've been in the Bills game since the Chiefs game, and it's nothing really because of the Bills playing. It's because of the opponent. Um, but with that being said, I got Buffalo thirty-five, Cincinnati thirty-one. All right. No, I like that. I'm I'm right with you. I think, you know, our, our defense is going to step up. They're going to do what they do. I want to see Matt Milano and Tremaine really get down and dirty this week. You know, and I would love to see that on Monday night. But I um I think this game is going to be a, a, a Josh Allen statement game. He's going to throw for over 300. And he's, you know, he's going to have a day. And truthfully, I think this is going to be a close game. So I'll hover around the – I want to say – 38-35 Bills. I, I think it's really going to be within a field goal. Like this is going to be a, a shootout, hundred yeah, percent. I got we got two high scoring games. Yeah, Mike, what about you? No, I think this game's going back and forth. I I'm going to think there's going to be like a little lull period, like coming out of halftime that third quarter. It's going to be a little lull. Both teams are going to be punting, but I think it's really just going to be back and forth, back and forth. I think it's going to go to overtime. Oh, and we're okay. going to win on a kick of forty four yards. Thirty to twenty-seven. So the the Bills get the stop and kick it, or do they kick it? Oh, we get, get the stop. stop and then we get the kick. Do we get an inter? Or is it just a punt? It's a punt. Okay, I like it. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> all could very much happen. We're gonna be honest with you. It's not out of the question. This could be a low-scoring game too. But I mean, I mean, the it, Chiefs were twenty-four. It was twenty-four twenty that game. That, yeah, that game could potentially happen again. But I don't. I don't know. I think I just think both these offenses are gonna explode. I don't know. I would say it's so. Monday Night Football. Out. Yeah, Monday Night Football, two weeks out from the playoffs. they got to show what they're made of, and I think both teams are going to try it. So it'll definitely be exciting. But I, I think that, that that's going to do it for our, our Bills talk today. Am I, am I right, gentlemen? Yeah, anything else we want to toss in there before we head into some Sabres? Our or five and Sabres talk? Yeah, whatever Sabres talk we have for the day. So, But before we move into the Sabres, I would just like to bring up the Sports Bring People Together podcast. You should listen for entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports. And who knows where the chats will take you, but sports got us all here together in the first place. Find the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, our podcasts, or simply visit sportsdplus.com. And now, without further ado, let's get into this Sabres talk. Dom, there's not much, Mike, there's not much. It's, it's just Picture snowstorm Alex happened. Alex Tuck snowblowing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's really all we're getting. Game was postponed. Two games. Um, yeah, it was just Casey Millstead found his way in Columbus, though. <laughs> what a guy! 
What a guy. Was, we love, we got to love Casey Middlestad. Listen, he was going to go one on five, okay? Yeah. No right. goalie, just just him <laughs> for 60 minutes for the squad. Um, no, I mean, obviously, we had two games projected to happen before we did the next pod. Obviously, the pod has come and uh, the two games have not. So they've done some. I don't think the um, game on the 27th has been uh, in Columbus has been rescheduled. I know the game on the 23rd has been rescheduled all the way to like March. Fourth, I want to say, and then the Flyers game that was that date got rescheduled all the way to January 9th. Um, so the Sabres definitely have a hard schedule coming up because of all yeah. the, the two games that got canceled. We're going to the one uh, on the 10th, it's a back to back now. So, no, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, um, who knows? Maybe maybe we get Craig Anderson then. Oh, love to know. see him in a game. Come on, that'd be I'll awesome. Probably play then. Yeah, um, no, I mean, there's really not that much to honestly discuss other than. Uh, Lawrence Pilot today was placed on waivers. Um, not surprising. So it's not surprising. Um, I think he's played better than Fitzgerald's, but <laughs> would you right, rather and, see Fitzgerald and, and Bryson to that extent and Bryson? But they're never going to waive those two guys for him, which is unfortunate. Um, Powers returning. Obviously, he missed you know the previous week with a uh, injury. I think it was low, lower body. I hate hockey when they do that. It's like just tell us what part of the body he injured, like. Yeah, be specific. I mean, come on. Like, football is, it really is that big of an idea. I don't know, man. It's like, is it really that big of a deal to, like, tell your opponent that, yeah, he has a banged up knee? I mean, I don't know. I'm not. He pulled his groin. Know. He's out for two games. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, or it could but... be like the Miami Heat and list every player is injured. <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be funny. That'd be, that would be something. I would no, love so I mean, there's really not. I mean, the four groups are staying the same. It's going to be interesting to see the kid link and bounce back. They had a tough road trip, but getting a week off, um, I think that might, you know, be able to recharge their buns a little bit. Um, I'm happy that the Sabres are not the Maple Leafs and they get fined $100,000 because they decided it was a smart idea to break the CBA and fly to St. Louis on the on the day that they can't fly to St. Louis. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough look. It's a tough, very extremely tough you look. Can, you can explain that to the owner how you shorted him $100,000 because you didn't read the CBA quick enough. A lot of those guys know. are tricky with their money, too. They don't want to see it go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to go. So, uh, <laughs> so interest starting tonight. Um, we'll see. Is this UPL's last start in Buffalo for a little while? Because uh, Comrie's, you know, close to returning. They still have Anderson. Or do they just go with three goalies? I hope they I do know. the three goalies. I'm going to be honest. I'd rather see you. three, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if we want Lucanen to be a piece for the future, like, I think he needs to keep playing. Like, he's played – past few games, he's played really well. The last two games, yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Although, I feel like they got to keep think... him up, so. <laughs> yeah, I think him back down do, like, to Rochester. But, but wait, wait. Keeping him up means that they, they're rewarding him for playing well. And the Sabres show that they don't do that. They stick to their plans. What so. do you mean? Casey Milstead had three assists and he got in the top line. <laughs> And top power yeah. play. Listen, we, we <laughs> yeah. talked about this at the last game we were at. Everything everything Casey Middlestat does good, it buys him 10 more games in the NHL. Yeah, it's like there's He's certain players. Cooking. It's certain Bro, players. They were secondary assists. They were secondary assists. They weren't even primary. Yeah. Hey, well, an assist points, is an listen, assist. Listen, listen, you're, really the, you're really not like the people that are, like, you know, think points to everything are disagreeing with you. But um, no, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of it for the team. Like, I mean, there's really, I mean, it's nice to get the two injured defensemen back. Um, hopefully Comrie does return because I don't think he's a bad goaltender. So I don't know. Hopefully they keep all three up. But I mean, the forwards lines played pretty. I mean, there's nothing really to talk about Sabres wise, oh. just because. I got um, one thing. Dylan oh, Cousins is the most googled player in the UConn. 
That is, who else, who else, is that, that is a stat right there. And I the entire that. country of Canada, it's Connor McDavid. And then in Yukon, it's Dylan Cousins. <laughs> the workhorse well, I mean, horse. It's definitely, gonna, it's like one of those guys that would be like if they were a famous basketball player from like South Dakota or something. <laughs> Very <laughs> much. I mean, it's a little bit, I mean, it could get a little bit of Josh being from Wyoming, like college from Wyoming. But like, even yeah. that's a little weird because like the NFL is just so king. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he's, he's like the only professional athlete that they probably ever had. Yeah. So well, that's a good fun fact. That's a stat other, right there. I the only it. other Sabres thing uh, that was probably, oh, I don't know if we missed it. Last thing got traded for some other defenseman. I don't even remember a team trade. I think it was Dallas. I don't know. I think it was the Dallas Stars. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's last that's... for Sakoni, Sakani. Yeah. AHL swap. Yeah. And then so Actually. the. Mostly random thoughts. The World Juniors are happening. Um, so if you want to put your television to NHL Network, there's oh, a couple. I think Coolidge had a three-point – or not Coolidge. Rosen Coolidge. had a three-point game. Coolidge has been playing well. Austin yeah, had a really nice save. Um, yeah, the game the from the goal line. So against Sweden and Czech played against each other. So all of our mm-hmm. prospects going in that game. Yep. Nice to see the lads do well. Uh, Rosine, honestly, probably the most underrated prospect just because of – what he was, this is his third year, right? Yeah, third year after being drafted. First two years mm-hmm. got zero ice time. So, I mean, it's good no, to see. No, we drafted him well. in 21. No, we didn't. Did we? Yeah. Quinn was 20. It was the Risto trade, that pick. You're right. You're right. I thought he was the same draft as Quinn. No. That's Paterka. That's, Paterka. That's who it was. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, I, and, and, Subtract one year off what I said. First year, not doing same anything. Thing. It's pretty much the same thing. First year, yeah. he didn't have any ice time, so everyone thought he was kind of trash. Playing better now, so good for him. Yeah. And then Coolidge, going to look like a stud. Nice shot, so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, this is kind of boring, but like that's kind of it for Sabres talk. Other than we it feels more like a Sabres rundown than a Sabres talk. I know, so, so there is, I do not, I would assume that we do a, a pod sometime either Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. So Tuesday through Thursday normally is when it falls. So it's... whenever we do the pod, there will be at least three games, which is tonight against the Red Wings, in Boston on the 31st for New Year's Eve, in Ottawa on New Year's Day. So, I mean, that's a tough doubleheader for, like, the holiday season. And then they do play Tuesday in Washington. Uh, so we may or may not get to that one. But let's just say we, for the sake of saying, I don't know, that we have four games that we're going to, talk about in the next pod uh i don't know maybe we don't because maybe the, somehow you know the bruins td garden their lights are going to come off and water don't speak anything Nashville. into existence um, do not speak anything into existence so the, the four <laughs> the four games i will predict that the sabers go two and two three, and, like one. three and one yeah three and one i was gonna go two one one but i was i don't know i, I think two and two i just i just think I think rust has to play a factor, but I also think like it's rust, but then it's also rest. You know, it's kind of hard to like. I think it's more of a tapering effect we're getting. We're gonna yeah. get. I think I think they're well rested. I think they're gonna cook for. I mean, it's gonna. You're gonna probably see in this game tonight that they haven't been practicing. Like you're gonna see. No, the that's true. That, honestly, I think it's gonna be actually a lot more rust because it's not like they were practicing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they haven't yeah. been practicing either because there was the travel ban. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. our predictions from last week that. Obviously, didn't happen. Whereas Mike Tage and Tage, myself, Tuck and Dalian, and Joe Tage is going to keep in those, or are we? Uh, I'll keep I wanna mine. S- I, I want to switch mine. 
I knew okay. you were going to be difficult. I was going to say, I'm keeping mine. It's not, so. it's, it's, I, you mentioned the kid line, and I want to see him pop off, so I'm going to go with that line a little bit, okay? I'm going to go with Quinn and Tuck. That's what I'm going with here. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn and Tuck. <laughs> Sounds even play on the line. <laughs> oh, no, no. I wanted, I wanted, I think Tuck gets more assists, like points, but I think, okay. I think Quinn, Quinn scores the most goals. I no, think they go, they get fired up and go. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Would you rather? You, we gonna do on that? Yeah, yeah. Let's head it. You rather so. College football bowl season's happening. So, would you rather be the MVP of the Holiday Bowl that just got played yesterday against Oregon and North Carolina, or would you rather play in the college football playoff? College football playoff. And just college not even doing. Well, no, you know what? I'll change it. Actually, I, I'm play trash in the college football playoff. Like ruin your oh. draft stock. Okay. Oh. Like, oh. if you were a quarterback, if you say this, if you were a quarterback, I'm not going to say the result of the college football playoff game because you could potentially win. College football playoff, your stat line is 15 for 30, 200 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Holiday Bowl, you go 350, four tuds. Here's my question. Do you win with that in the, in the college football playoff or no? Do you mm. lose right away? Hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't, give me your answer now, and then I'll, I'll, I'll say. Mm, I don't know. I don't want to say. If it ruins the draft stock, then definitely the MVP. The other game. Yeah, I should say I, ruins is a hard, ruins is a hard word, but it's it's a negative. No, it puts a taint on it. Like, it's, it's like if you were like, like a top no, I'd 10 say pick, MVP. If you're a top ten pick, you're now like a a, a first round pick. Uh, yeah. I'd say the MVP of the the holiday. All right, now say if you sure. won if you won the college football game. Say if you still win, so you have a potential chance to redeem yourself. If you still win, game. yeah. Because you're fighting for a national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just bigger, and you, you would. That's why I didn't want to say win or lose, because I knew if you if if you lose, like no one's gonna pick that if you play like trash. But if yeah. you won, you probably would still like. That's why I didn't want the result to matter. But no, yeah. I agree. If, I, if if the result, if I didn't know the result, and I had my two stat lines for the two bowls, I would definitely pick the holiday bowl. Also, you get to play in California, so nice weather. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with that. I I think okay. you mean like, like you said, Nix. The, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good one, buddy. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that and, one. And, you can and go either way. Thing. You know, one of us is wearing a Texas Sam hoodie, so college football. Yeah. Represent. Might as well, right? Yep. Mike, you yeah. got any trivia for us today? Of course I got trivia. So what, what a silly this? question on my end there. What is this? Okay. <laughs> so arguably one of the best players in Bill's history, Thurman Thomas. Um, you know, it's Pro Bowl season. So I'm just curious if you guys know how many Pro Bowls he made. No, we didn't talk about Pro Bowls. We'll talk about that next pod. Um, hmm. Thurman played. He played from 1988 to 1999. I'll give you that. I was going to say 87. So I was going to say 87 to 2000. So he played, what, 12 years? Last year he was trash. I know he played for the Dolphins. Um, Well, he played with the Dolphins in 2000. Him, Andre Reid, and Bruce Smith. Are you talking about his Bills career? Yeah. Oh well, it doesn't. The Dolphins. He did not make the Pro Bowl with the Dolphins. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I, I, I know. I just thought that was like. I thought you said he played in '99. I was like, let's cut that year out because I know. I no, he, he played, played from '88 to 2000, technically. Um, okay, 13 year career. How many um, Pro Bowls? Okay, so if he had 12 years, I would say he's a Pro Bowler five times. No, no, seven, seven, seven. I, I'm, I'm going seven. I'm gonna say seven time Pro Bowler. I want to say a. I'm gonna. Oh, I wanted to say seven, but I'm gonna say eight time Pro Bowl. I'm gonna go up one. I think Dom, you shouldn't have changed your answer. No, was it really five, dude? 1989 through 1993, five straight Pro Bowls. Oh, I, I knew it. I shouldn't have done it because I knew he was a, with an MVP, MVP in yeah. 91. Yep. 
I knew it was a beast earlier well. in his career. I knew he had a good. I just thought, nah, that's just a weird. It's always weird, like looking back at Hall of Famer's career, and I don't even think Jim Kelly was a, made the Pro Bowl that often. So, no. I mean, Josh. I mean, Josh, I mean, Josh is a two-time Pro Bowler. So, what am I saying? In five years, Josh only made two Pro Bowls. So, yeah. I was thinking like less than fifty. I was usually think like a Hall of Famer. I was just thinking like fifty percent, maybe like six out of twelve. But I don't know. I should have stayed five. I'm dumb. All right, Mike froze. <laughs> oh, I thought he was just blank faced. No, no, he's not blank faced. But no, geez, <laughs> I, I did. I forgot Thurman went to the Dolphins. I really did. I, I didn't realize. And all I those guys. We, got I thought Andre went to the. Um, I mean, this is true. The, the Redskins. They were the Redskins at the time. I know that Bruce Smith did. Bruce Smith played like three or four years with the Redskins. Yeah. He broke the all-time sack record, I think, with the with the with the Redskins. I'm pretty sure. In three years, that's absolutely insane. That's no, no so okay, okay. <laughs> the career sack record, genius. Oh wait. Okay. Here he is. We got him back. <laughs> All right, he's back. All right. I don't know if you asked another question. Nope. No, I no. I said I said we were talking about we were passing the time by talking about random like Bills greats on certain teams. I said yeah, I think. Bruce Smith, yeah, I think he went to the Redskins and like, yeah, I think he broke the all-time sack record for the Redskins, and he only played like three or four years. And Joe, like, thought I meant like in the totality of his, like his. I was like, career. what? Yeah, like two hundred <laughs> oh. sacks. Like, no, you're like thirty, I want to say. He had one seventy-eight, one seventy-two with the Bills, something like that. I think he has. Oh no, that's probably the right number. He, he had like two hundred. He had like twenty sacks with the Redskins. He's still good. He's almost yeah. like forty. What a beast. Yeah. Okay, my second question. The Redskins over and over again. My second question is about Tage Thompson. Um, this might be easy because oh, I'm trying yeah. to think of like some history of him. Uh, where did he go to college? Okay, I know the answer, so I'll wait for Joe. I'll yeah. let Joe respond. I have no idea where he went to college. I, I mean, where did he play college hockey? I have no idea. I'm a, I, I'll I, give you one hint. I'll give you. One, can I give him a hint, Mike? Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll give him one hint. It's the name of a state. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> a state. <laughs> That, that, really that opens good the door wide basketball. open, man. They're really the good at women's basketball. Really good at women's basketball. Uh, that was an easy hint. Mine was at least like you had to think of something. Bro, your hint is so vague. What do you mean? There's state, 50 states. It's yeah, state in the name. There's 50 states, and like half of them don't have college hockey. Tell me states in the name. Like Northeast. This is the Northeast. Northeast. Region. It's still a 50-50 in my opinion. Like you could say one or two things. This is the one. This, I now put it down to two. There's two guesses you could have. Oh, man. Don't say New York, by the way. That would I'm not going to. I know he's. I know he did it. Um. Fine. It's a, a flip of a coin. I mean, do you even know the two options? I'm not even tell you, but I feel like there's two options that you could say. I think. Name of a state. Oh my god. In the northeast. There are like the seven northeast. states in the northeast. Two of them oh. have prominent hockey programs that are named after them. So you're down to two options. I'm I'm not I'm not even gonna guess. I'm gonna just, just say one. Just say no, it. no, no. Just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. UConn, UConn, the Huskies. The other option would have been. I thought you might have said with Massachusetts because UMass. UMass. I was gonna say UMass. That was one of the two. That, that would have been Boston. a bad guess though. Boston would have been a good guess. BU or BC. Yeah. Well, you said Northeast, and I my head immediately went to Boston. Where? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Northeastern. No, definitely Levi. Well, that's yeah. not the name of a state, so <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, my last question. So we're getting close to um, playoff football. 
Um, the Bills are trying to lock up the one seed so that they don't have to go on the road at all. Mm-hmm. When's the last time the Bills won a playoff road game? Oh, that's a good question, dude. Good question, mate. Ah, some of them are playoff tricky. Road game, playoff um, road game. 1993. I think he's right on that. I have I- two guesses. 93. I'm gonna say 93. Oh no, because well, I'm, I'm saying the 93, like the 93 94 season. I should specify myself. So like technically the last 94. Th- I think the last. No, no, wait. I'm gonna screw myself by switching my answer, but it's the third Super Bowl year because I think they had to go to the AFC Championship game against Miami that year. So I'm gonna say that one. I have a hat. That's the hat I have. I'm gonna go. I think it's that one because '94 they had to play. They Joe Montana came here and they and it was the it was custom. in the Rose Bowl Stadium they played in California. That's so. not. That's not. A, that's not. A, okay, yeah. Uh, the, the year that year they played the Dallas the first time because the four, the the fourth Super Bowl they hosted the AFC Championship game against Montana and Montana got concussed by Bruce Smith. So you're saying the year is 1993? 93. Oh, it's yeah. 90, I don't know. I don't know. I like. correct. Really? Who did they play? Do you know? At Miami. Yeah, it was the AFC Championship game, wasn't it? January 17th, 1993. And, and on January like... 31st, we lost to Dallas. Yeah, okay, it was the AFC Championship game. There you go. I, I, I nearly said the year after that, but I, I thought to myself the Bills had too good of a record. I think that was the only year the Bills won the Super Bowl that they didn't win the division. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. that is a good answer. Good job. Oh, we, oh. No, they played Denver the second year. That's who it was. I couldn't. I couldn't remember if they played Miami the second year in the AFC Championship game or Denver. But now I remember it was Denver because if you see the four falls of Buffalo, it was yeah. Scott Norwood's redemption because he kicked yes. the game-winning field goal and they won ten to seven. Yeah, that's go. what a great thirty for thirty. I love watching that. No, that was really. I don't know if I love watching it. it makes yeah, me really I, love watching it is one thing, but for the history, it's interesting. The knowledge, the knowledge of it. But without further ado, that's gonna end it. For this, the last episode of 2022, gentlemen, the last episode of 2022, it's like the season one finale. It's coming in hot, right? So yeah, we didn't mention it 15 times. No, we didn't mention it 15 times, but (laughs) we will see all of you viewers, listeners out there next year. Thanks for making it such a great year for us. Had Had a heck of a time doing it. Happy holidays. Hope everyone had a happy holiday out there. Stayed safe during the snowstorm. If you're a Buffalonian anywhere else, you know whatever you ended up with ice, whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of rain, like freezing rain places, but I've been Joe Kelly and I've been joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. Dom, last time for 2022. How do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Go Sabres.